0: Hi, a little heads up, you are about to listen to one of our earlier episodes where we hadn't completely ironed out the format of our podcast, but nonetheless, we had such a great time recording these episodes and still want you to hear these conversations. If you're looking for something a little more structured, feel free to head to episode four and beyond. Enjoy! (laughs)
1: Two of the podcast that we haven't named yet.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm Cass, <laughs>
1: and I'm Danny, <laughs> and I have. Um, so we did a little catch up of like how we're doing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I have a question that I really want to ask Cass, and I'm going to ask mm-hmm. it right now, which is, it's something that I was thinking about on my walk today, and it's, I have a tendency to want to fix, change, or control mm-hmm. something. And it's been really good medicine for me to think about instead, what can I accept? And then also, what can I let go of? And I forget those things because I feel like I'm constantly trying to put something on my plate, like go work out or read a book or better myself in some way, shape or form. And it's like add, add, add instead of subtract. So maybe there's the little things that I could let go of or subtract where it's like, what if I put the phone down and I went for a walk? or Like just simple things. It's like I can alter my life and my experience, it doesn't have to be these like big monumental shifts. So I wanted to ask you if there are things that you are, that you could let go of or something that you could accept. And if that speaks to you in any way, shape or form, and if not, we can move past that.
0: Oh, no, I love that question. And I think it's so relevant, especially in this day and age when we're all what do they call it? But we're all in this age of wanting to like improve, improve, improve. And I think people Mm -hmm. relate that to to just like tech and marketing, but it's like everything's being optimized, right? And what I've been trying to let go of is similar to what you said, that need to just add more things to my to-do list. Like sometimes when my to-do list is all checked off and I've kind of like taken care of, I felt this way yesterday. I'm like, oh, there's nothing super urgent that I am stressed out about. And I usually I would be like, what's the next thing? What's the next project I can get ahead of right now? And just Mm -hmm. like try to just get ahead of the workload that I have. And yesterday I was like, there's Mm -hmm. nothing you need to get ahead of. Everything Mm -hmm. is done. Nothing is urgent. Stop trying to look for more things to do. And just like, because I like the work Cadence I have right now, and the reason I have it, I'm like freelancing. And the reason I wanted to freelance was so that I wouldn't be worrying about work for like 10 hours a day, right? So, yesterday I'm like, Mm -hmm. you need to let go of needing to feel productive, but only in the sense of big projects that are related to other people. Like, a productive day can also be a day doing things for yourself and doing things for your Mm -hmm. friends and family. And just letting go of that need. And I guess I I feel like the word grace is used so often, but having more (laughs) grace for myself to just move Mm -hmm. with ease. Like there's no thing that like needs me to feel as urgently attached to it as sometimes I feel. Like I'll step back from situations and I'll be like, you were really anxious about that. And it wasn't really worth that type of energy. You didn't need to approach it with that type of energy. So it's letting go of that.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. First of all, please just keep talking. That was so calming. I I loved loved everything that you were saying. (laughs) I was Like, this is so calming and peaceful. Like, please just, just keep, just keep going. I'm so
0: happy to hear that.
1: But yeah, like as you were sharing, it reminded me of this thing that I just saw on Instagram. And it was saying that there is a two-parter, like something that people don't tell you about self-improvement mm-hmm. or doing the self-work is, or doing work on yourself is that there's a, it's a two parter because it's doing the work, but then it's also self acceptance, mm-hmm. and that hits so hard for me because I I feel like I'm going through that right now in my life where I. I, I was telling my girlfriend the other day that I I don't feel like I'm an overthinker. I think I'm an overanalyzer. Mm. And her follow-up was great where she goes, what is the difference? <laughs> and I was like, like, what do you mean? Great question. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I think that's a really good question. But I said, well, I for me, overthinking feels like, worrying about things that haven't happened Mm -hmm. or worrying about different situations or a lot of what ifs or just kind of like going in this downward downward spiral. But for overanalyzing, I will treat emotional things in my life like data to be processed. So I'll I'll think like, okay. So I felt this was my overall feeling for last week. And this is my overall feeling for this week. Mm -hmm. Has that improved? Has that enhanced? Has that changed? Like I will look at it like analytically. And so I'm like, Okay, that's telling me that I'm getting way too into my head mm-hmm. and way less into my heart. And I move so much better through life when I'm moving from my heart. So I and I, I think about that with the whole thing where they were the real was talking about self-work and then self-acceptance is so I was like, I feel like I'm really moving into self-acceptance and that feel I feel like in a flow, like genuinely feel like I'm moving with energy mm-hmm. versus against energy. And I'm I'm just not being so analytical about things, especially with my relationship, too. I was talking to my boyfriend about
0: this how I can be like,
1: you know, I'll, I'll look at our, I'll give our, our relationship kind of
0: like a monthly analytical report which is not you're such a marketing <laughs> professional it's so <laughs> funny to me because I, I completely understand the mindset okay
1: you know it's like and I where I think that stems from is like me trying to find solace or me trying to find some sort of sense of control mm-hmm. over something that is so not Controllable, but like I, I've also been in relationships far too long where they were no longer serving me. Yeah. They were actually really toxic, and I think that there's a part of me now that has this fear of like, oh, am I in a bad relationship? And I just don't recognize mm-hmm. it because I'm I'm in a I'm in a steady rhythm, or I'm in I'm on autopilot, and so. Complicency or complacency, I always get the two confused, but just like being okay with settling in a, in a state that just like, isn't serving mm-hmm. me really freaks me out. And so I can be hyper analytical because I'm like, I don't want to enter into that state, but there's also, it just takes so much of the romance away from yeah. it too. And like the, the love and the energy and it's just the vibe, like <laughs> it, it really takes away from that. So I've been very much leaning into, what I'll, I think I've shared this with you, but during my walks, I'll start with the question of how would my highest self show Mm -hmm. up today? And my highest self is to me, she is really gracious and she is kind and she's patient and she is educated and just like really aligned with herself, her needs, her values. And then she also is there for others and she's a rock for others. And so I, I think about her and I keep I do that because I'd like to move towards her each day mm-hmm. and uh, just embody her. So that's what I've been thinking lately is like, how would my highest self show up for this relationship? Or even just on a day-to-day basis, my boyfriend can come home from work and I can be – in some kind of mood because of work or I can be in some kind of mood because I'm tired or I want to eat lunch or whatever it is. And so instead of getting up and I'm like, hi, welcome home. I'm just kind of like, meh, I don't really do anything. And I, I'll think like, well, what would my highest self do? And these little things that I've been doing where it's like, I'll just get up and greet him and say hello. Mm-hmm. Like it has been so nourishing and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been a good thing thinking of what my highest self would do to help get me out of this analytical sort of rut that I've just yeah. been in and move into a more, um, more feelings-based mm-hmm. way of living, which feels really good. So yeah, when you were giving your share, that's what that reminded me Aww. of, the self-work and then the part two self-acceptance.
0: And I like that. I like the way you frame that because I know so often people have a similar prompt where they tell themselves, well, what can I do today that will get me closer to my goals? But I like that yours mm-hmm. is, what can I do today that the that would make me more aligned with my higher self right so it's not based mm-hmm. in any sort of output or like end product it's based on what can I do today to be more aligned with the person that I want to be and how do I want to move mm-hmm. through life which I think is something a lot of people struggle with like you'll go five mm-hmm. I'll go five hours just moving through the day and at the end I'll kind of sit and I'll be like where did the time go and were you moving on autopilot or was there any point in time where you could have just stopped and just been present and lived, lived through it? You know, like sometimes it just feels like we're moving, moving, moving. And we don't like stop long enough to just be like, are we, we can't just be on autopilot for the rest of our life.
1: Totally. Yeah. Like did I just live
0: that or did that just live me? Exactly. I feel that all the time. I'll be like, I think that day lived me and I really <laughs> yeah. like to take a really deep breath and sleep for maybe 15 hours after that.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. And there's also been times where I'm like, am I breathing? Yes. Like, it's like such a shallowed breath. <laughs> I'm like, hold up, shoulders back, sit up straight, chin out of chest, relax the ears, like take a deep breath and connect to your human side for a second. Oh so true. Yeah. I think it could be like, you know, get into worker mode and it's like, I am meant for so much more beauty and excitement and love than just the work that I do. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I love where I work yeah. and I, I do appreciate the work that I do. It, it has a lot to do with personal and professional development, which is a big passion of mine. And, uh, so like that feels really fulfilling, but it's still, it's still a job that means I'm using my brain mm-hmm, exactly. and I'm getting more into the logical side of myself. And so it's, yeah, it's like a nice reminder At least for me, when I'm like, am I breathing?
0: (laughs) Just like, have I taken a deep breath? Oh (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. Like I am human.
0: (laughs) We are not robots.
1: We are not robots. Yeah. Um, There was something else that you reminded me of when we were talking about the self work and the self. Oh, about the grow, grow, grow and Mm -hmm. um, evolve. There was when I was at WeWork. um, I had a check-in with one of my higher-ups. I don't know exactly what their position was, but it doesn't matter. They were just one of my higher-ups and it was like, oh, you know, your six-month check-in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to know if I would be interested in moving into a management position. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were kind of like, I didn't know this at the time, but they shared it with me later that they took that as me being lazy and not a, like a self-initiator and but really what it was is I, I, I tried to communicate it during my check-in too was that I felt really happy with where I was I was happy with the team I was working with I was happy with the work that I was doing I'd also seen how they treated their upper management and I wasn't super down with it and I also knew the slight <laughs> pay increase that came with in my eyes in my opinion it was a slight pay increase and it was a big increase in responsibility and I just, that just didn't seem interesting to me. And so I was like, no, I'm happy where I am. And I found it so interesting that later she shared with me that she saw that as me being lazy. And this was after she had left the company and we, we were more on a friend basis. And uh, yeah, she was just kind of like, I saw that as you being lazy or not lazy, but she she was saying that she had misread it. Um and that later she realized what a gift that actually is to be able to assess and not be in this hamster wheel of continuously growing, but appreciating where we are. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I was really enjoying the work that I was doing, and I felt, why do I need to grow? I've been growing. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I, I, at the time that I had this uh, check-in, I was I think thirty-one, and I've had a job since I was fifteen. So. Like I've done the growing, Mm -hmm. I've done the moving up in positions and I've, I've totally been there, but I just, yeah, I wanted to, um, to stay where I was. And I remember when I worked at Trader Joe's that there were a few employees who were 50, 60, 70, Mm -hmm. and they had come from being CEOs. They'd come from big corporate jobs. They'd come from these higher up positions. And I was like, what, is this your rock bottom? Like, why are you here? (laughs) And it just didn't make any sense to me. And this is when I was twenty four and I was so like eager and hungry and trying to grow. And they were like, No, this is just what life is about for me. Yeah. I want a job where it's not this rat race and I get to connect with people. And it it totally made sense to me after, you know, hearing from them. But it also kinda of blew my mind where I was like, Oh, I saw this you taking this job as you being kind of like a quitter mm-hmm. um or lazy in some way, shape or form. But this is because you were just Wanting to do what felt best for you, and that kind of that just like blew my twenty four year old mind.
0: I love that you were able to experience that too at twenty four because it's something too that I've been. I think it's it's such a core value of mine as well. Like I've I've recognized about myself that that's not what I value about working. I don't want to be part of that rat race. But I think similar to you, it's Mm -hmm. because I started working pretty young too, and I I've seen what growth feels like in a company sense, and I think. I don't know, as a culture, we like, as a society, we reward people who have that kind of drive and ambition. And it's easy for people like your young 24 self, you're like, is it rock bottom? Is it because they're lazy? Do they not want to work? <laughs> and then you take a step back and you're like, no, that's just what happiness and what a fulfilling yeah. life looks like to them. And that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I know. It's it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of a wild thing yeah. that how much it's Glorified in right? the in, t- in the continuously growing, and I get that too. I'm like, yes, challenge yourself, mm-hmm. and um, what is it when you apply? There we go, apply, <laughs> apply yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, I totally see all of that, but I I also like to see on the other side people saying things like, check in, just yeah. check in. Does how does how does your current job feel? And instead of just saying yes to the next thing that's offered to you, check in and give some time, like sleep on it and think about it and see if that's something that is um, not a stepping stone to get you to where you quote unquote, ultimately want to be, because I also don't think things need to be stepping stones. Mm -hmm. I don't really love that term anyway, because I think it negates or denotes what is being offered. Like for instance, if somebody were to come onto Coco and say that they wanted to use it as a stepping oh, stone yeah. to starting their own business i'd be kind of like well, we're not
0: like a stepping stone transitory like, we're not just a place to pass yeah. through
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so like and i can see how certain things might be a stepping stone you know like if i when i was working at subway i wouldn't have said that that was like my <laughs> end all goal um, that could definitely be a stepping yeah. stone but but yeah i i i would just like to see people bringing more awareness into it. Like, and even during the interview process of, or the, the check-in process or when things are being offered to people, like I remember I keep talking about all these places I work, mm-hmm. but I worked in a lot of places Yeah, um, at Texas Roadhouse. They also offered me a management position and I told them that I wanted to think about it. And then that what their reaction was, was that, well, then I clearly wasn't serious about it. And and like they hadn't been training me to be in a management oh. position, they hadn't. It was just kind of like dropped in my my lap. And and like I think about it, I'm like you're when you're offering somebody a management position, that's a really serious responsibility. That's putting them in some way, shape, or form a leadership yeah, position. 100%. They're going to have people under them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are they are they a good leader? Are, yeah. Have you trained them to be a good leader? Do you know what their leadership skills are like? Because that, I mean, that's something I feel so passionately about is good leadership because I've had such shitty Mm -hmm. leadership and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I took notes along the way of what I will not be doing. But yeah, I, the whole climbing the ladder, it's like, yes. And check in
0: a hundred percent. I think you're totally right. Because that's what I try to say to people as well. I'm like, every person's experience is so different. And so I can't, We're not in any way, shape, or form saying there's no merit to climbing the ladder or to working hard or to enjoying those opportunities when they come into your lap. But I think it's like with that roadhouse um, manager position, right? Like, did they offer it to you as an opportunity or were they like, oh, like for your betterment or for their betterment? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. like Were they thinking about both parties in the situation or were you just kind of – Somebody that they're like, oh, she's great at what she does. We see her potential, and how can that benefit our team?
1: Yeah. And I also kind of felt like they just were like, We we need a warm body. Like it wasn't <laughs> yes. like I was sought after. Because this was also when I was 18, 19, Look at maybe. You I'm probably 18. Manager dies <laughs> yes.
0: at 19 already.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm the best fit. And I didn't. I actually what happened is I was like, I do not want to accept this position. And because I was young at the time, yeah. I didn't think there was any other opportunity. So I just quit.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: I thought that if I if I said no to their position and I stayed on, that it was just going to be... I don't know that the, I was going to be... Um, I mean, I, I had a lot of, of of friends that were hostesses as well mm-hmm. at the time. And I thought it was going to be weird between them. or There was like a, a power dynamic or whatever. And so I just... I was like, I don't want to be here mm-hmm. at all. I certainly don't want to take on a management position. This is not my end-all be-all and I'm going to get out. And I also have a history of my mom was a, a server for years and years and years. And I watched her get really sucked into the instant gratification of tips and mm-hmm. money. And so she just stayed in that for so long that I also had that in the back of my head where I'm like, I don't want to go down that path. And so I had a real like... It's your dream ma, not mine moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'd be living for you, not for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, I gotta I gotta get out of here. And then I think actually what I did is I <laughs> I started working at Victoria's Secret right
0: now. Oh my gosh. That. I love that I just love hearing <laughs> your like progression of the different places that you've worked because I feel like they're all so different <laughs> from each other. But I think that's yes. what I love about people's career journeys. That's when you learn mm. all the important things about yourself.
1: Yeah. And I had somebody say that one time I was, it was, I was at WeWork and I was asking people, I wanted to move into more of an HR or training position Mm -hmm. and, or like hiring position. And so I was asking people who were in that position, like how they got there. And uh, one of the women, she just, she said it very abruptly to me. It felt very abrupt, but she's like, (laughs) you keep asking me about like what I do now. And you haven't asked me at all about what, I, what I've what i done. And I was oh. like,
0: what have you done? <laughs> what have you done in the past? Yeah,
1: I was like, okay. Um, but I actually, I really appreciate it because then she started telling me about what she had done leading up to that position. And it was just so fascinating and I, I mean that's something with everybody's journey yeah. I feel is if, if you start asking questions about like wh- how they got to where they are or mm-hmm. where they've previously worked I don't want to make everything about our jobs obviously but it is I do just think it is so interesting and I thought, I think we counted this the other day my boyfriend and I were I was like wow I have had so many jobs I've never been fired Love and it. I had I believe we counted 12 total from when I was 15 or, yeah, I started when I was 15 and then now I'm 30. Now I'm 35 over 20 years. Oh my gosh, 35. Wow. She's, oh, it just happened.
0: <laughs> so, I just hit that actual number, 35. It's like such a round number that you're like, 35 is here. And you're making it look like 35. Amazing.
1: Well, thank you. I'm like still settling into it. I'm like, whoa, 35. That's right. That's where I'm at now. <laughs> But yeah, it's been a lot of different jobs and they've shaped me in so many different ways. And I, with my current team, they're so kind and wow. they'll have, you know, really kind things to say about my leadership or whatever. And, and, um, I'll even get things like from you too, Cass, where you're like, have you always been good at the yeah. boundaries or have you always been good? And I'm like, no, I learned all that. I think not necessarily the hard way, but like, I learned that on the streets. <laughs> like, I
0: learned that. I earned this. I, learned- I earned this knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Like it wasn't school. I didn't go to college and I, um, yeah, so it was definitely all lived experience.
0: I think that's amazing. I, I don't know if I knew that or I forgot that you didn't go to college. Was that something that you knew off the bat that it wasn't for you? Was it something that you tried? Was it something that your dad was kind of like, how did he receive the idea that you weren't going to go to college?
1: He was really I mean, he didn't really mind. My dad was pretty hands off and I was raised by my dad. So he was he was like pretty hands off. To the point where one of my first concerts that I went to Mm -hmm. was when I was fifteen and it was to kiss an aerosmith and he dropped me (laughs) and my two girlfriends off. Oh my gosh. And we we went to this concert by ourselves. Like that John was hands-off. That's that's such
0: dad (laughs) behavior though. That's such dad behavior.
1: I was like, but then, you know, he'd be really strict about other
0: things like curfews,
1: you know, whatever. Okay. So he definitely was, he he was a disciplinarian for mm-hmm. sure. But, um, no, I mean, I went to our community college, so I, te- I got my associate's degree in liberal arts, which is just kind of like, I don't know, it, it feels like nothing. Th- I mean, I've never put that on a resume, <laughs> I've never been like throwing that into conversations to talk about what a scholar I am. I love but, it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, what happened was I... Was actually going to go to CU, and I was accepted. And I went to go tour the campus, mm-hmm. and I had gotten a roommate. I hadn't met them, which is so sketchy. I, you know, I met them on Craigslist. Sincerely, like this is not a, this is not a murder. She wrote, like this is my life. You're like this um, happened. M- this happened. Yeah, met them on Craigslist, and they got our apartment. And I, yeah. Anyway, I hadn't given them a down payment, but I was actually working at Starbucks at the time, and I transferred to a Starbucks on Pearl street. I like, I had it all set up to go to Boulder. And then on my going away, they, my, my potential roommate called me and was like, I don't have the apartment. Um, I'm moving to the mountains. I'm not going to have cell reception. I'm so sorry. And then hangs up. And then I try to call back. I'm like, it's immediately disconnected. So I was like, uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so I was really nervous to move out there anyway so I was like that's okay like I'm okay yeah. I'm okay yeah. not going out there I'll just go to U of A which is here in Tucson which is where I live and as I was signing up for uh, classes and everything I was like this is so wildly expensive how am I yeah. gonna afford this my dad wasn't able to help me financially and obviously you can get loans and all that kind of stuff but I was like this just does not feel aligned with what mm-hmm. I want to do and I had Talked to a few friends who had gone to college and how stressed they were about their their student loan debt, and I was just like, I don't want to. I can't. I can't pay for this now. I certainly. How am I going to pay for it later when I'm accruing all this yeah. debt? So, I I had my tuition mm-hmm. of how much it was going to be for one semester, and then it was like to the dime the same exact amount for me to go take a yoga teacher training at Yoga Oasis, Okay, and so I was like, I'm just going to go do that, (laughs) and so I took that path, and I thought that I was going to become a yoga instructor, which I did. I taught yoga for eight years, and I became 500-hour certified and all that stuff, and I worked at the – or I taught at the Studio of My Dreams. I still love it. It's Yoga Oasis in Tucson, Arizona. It's incredible, Um, but – that became. This is. I feel like we're just talking so much about me, and I, 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 I don't want to talk about I mean, me. As I love much it. So you I'll, know, I
0: could <laughs> listen to you all, but you know what? This is really valuable. I do have something to say after this, so I promise. Keep okay. telling totally me the story because <laughs> I think this is something that's very valuable to a lot of people. Oh,
1: that's very kind of you. I, it's, I'm like getting in my own head of hearing oh, no. people listening and being like, does she? ever not talk is i ever not about her i'm sorry this is
0: an excuse for me to listen to danny talk for an hour guys i know we said it was two of us but it's really my therapy session with danny
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it on you on on another episode and be like i want to hear from you i'm gonna ask all these questions (laughs) okay
0: continue no because truly i think this journey is so important
1: Well, thank you. Um, So yeah, I did the teacher training. And then I, after I'd been teaching for a while, I was like, I don't need this to be my source of income because it's taking away from the joy of it for me. Mm -hmm. And it just became like, I turned a hobby into a, into a career and that was a mistake for me. So I just sat down and thought like, what do I want? What's going to be, what am I craving right now? And at this time while I was teaching, I was also working at Starbucks and Trader Joe's simultaneously. And then I just went to Trader Joe's and I was there for four years. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, but then I wanted to work in more of like a community setting and I wanted to mm-hmm. work somewhere local. And then that took me to connect co-working and that was a local co-working space here in Tucson. And I loved, I loved working there. I did not appreciate upper management. Mm-hmm. That was a big learning experience for me regarding leadership. <laughs> But I loved the people and I loved working there. And that was how I started to climb up and start. I started at the front desk and then I moved into our sales and I became our operations. And that helped me like that work experience helped me with my resumes in future positions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was that was kind of like my path. Of career and then obviously I have like more past that but that's more of like to summarize of my not going to college and where that led that's that's that story
0: no I love it and I think the reason I was so interested in it is because you know I've been talking to a lot of people like of varying ages and for context like I went to high school and college in the Philippines and University there is significantly more affordable than it would be here in America. Um, but mm-hmm. I remember when like the applications for universities were starting and everything, I was like in a rebellious phase. I like did not mm-hmm. want to go to college. I just didn't want to do it. But um, my Asian father, it was not even an option. That was not a conversation mm-hmm. he entertained with me at all. I was going to college <laughs> whether I wanted to or not. Um, and like in retrospect, I'm grateful for the experience. I think it's given me a lot of things, but I do think I enjoyed hearing your story and I enjoy hearing stories like of similar trajectories because I think it reminds people that there's a way to build a career and a life for yourself that's not completely dependent on a degree. Like obviously Mm -hmm. doctors, lawyers, there are people that need degrees, right? Like we will need you people. But I think it's yes. so important to like illustrate the different ways that you can build a life and a career for yourself. And like you said earlier, just checking in, like you saw all those things happen and you're like, you know, it's it's just it's not what I need to do right now. You're like, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. get my yoga certificate. And that brought you a lot of joy and success for a time. And then you moved on and you were able to do other things. But that was the reason I asked you because I think. It's really easy to get caught up in this narrative that people's success is hinged on like how well they went, how well they did at school, what type of school they went to. Um, But I think there's just like a lot of other ways that you can live and grow and build. And it's just important. I want to show people more examples of that.
1: Mm, Yeah. I mean, yeah, because especially me growing up, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. I I definitely saw a lot of people going to school. And then it was kind of embarrassing for me for a while. I I would say-
0: Yeah, like how you felt. Did you ever feel like, oh, I don't have a degree. How do I share that with people? Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, totally. But not even, like honestly, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times in my life that I felt embarrassed by that. Mm -hmm. Because it's just not brought up. Like it's just yeah. I, I, I. don't know if it's not if it's just my own experience, but I don't have people asking like, where did you go to college? Where <laughs> did you go to university? You know, like yeah. I just don't have people asking that. I don't have people asking me if I have a degree, and if I do, what is it in? Uh, that just doesn't happen. I did when I was around the age of 23, 24, that happened more then. Cause I think it's like we most of the people, most of my peers were going to college yeah. and that was kind of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. But so those were the times where I was like, I'm not in college. <laughs> And then you get, or, or like at Trader Joe's when I would be working and checking people out, they'd be like, so what are you going to do with your life? I know it's oh. not, you don't want to just be here. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, and that's like, we could say, I swear we should do an episode on customer customer uh, experience or customer service because that is that that whole and I've just done so many customer service industries that it's it's just such an exhausting <laughs> experience with, with the whole embarrassment thing like that I would get that sometimes when people came through my line mm-hmm. where they'd be like well what are you going to school for and I'm like I'm not in school it's like oh you should be in school you know don't throw away your life and all oh, this stuff goodness. and I, I remember even then just being like that doesn't that doesn't feel applicable. That doesn't feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: like aligned. that doesn't feel true for me. And that's okay. It's it's okay for you to feel that it's okay yeah. for you to worry about that. It's okay for you to say that I don't have to accept it. So I just tried to like, keep that. And then, you know, when I was with peers and they'd be talking about what classes they're in or whatever, a lot of the times they would be a little like, what? Like you're not mm-hmm. in classes or you're not mm-hmm. at a university? and university. And you could see the wheels sort of turning and then being like, that's actually pretty cool. I'm like, thanks you, you know they're like, thinking
0: they're like wait that was an option yeah. which you know yeah, it probably yeah, yeah. wasn't actually an option for them considering who their parents <laughs> yeah. were or what they are in what they were studying totally. to do but they're probably like wait yeah wait a second i could yeah that? it was like a like a record scratch
1: like, yeah? like wait uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like yeah. yeah it was like turns out when you don't have the funds and yeah. your parent is a bit hands-off like you can have some creative freedom there. And I mean I was always a really hard worker and I think my dad knew that. Mm -hmm. I also worked for him and uh helped him build his his uh business that he has now. So I worked in construction for two years. So like he's seen my work ethic and um yeah just the resiliency that I have. And so I think he felt reassured by that. That he's like if that's not your path, that's okay. Because you haven't given me room for pause yet. So that's pretty supportive.
0: No, I'm so happy and that is really important. I think that's like I'm staying with my cousin right now who I love and adore him and his wife. And they have a two-year-old baby boy who I love. And so, you know, we talk about what his future is going to look like and the things that my cousin is learning as, like, they're raising their first child. And, like, when we talk about college, too, it's, like, I think the value, too, in college is teaching people some level of work ethic. And so I think the people that decide not to go – They also make it happen or they make some sort of success happen outside of that because they have that drive on their own, right? So it's easy for Mm. me to be like, you know, like don't go to college if you don't want to. But then I'm like, well, where are people going to learn that work ethic if they don't have the experiences that like you and I were driven to have, right? So it's so hard. I I don't know how I could ever be a parent. I'd be (laughs) overanalyzing everything. I'd be like, okay, um, I don't want to force my kid into traditional like- environments but I also don't know if he has the drive and work ethic to make it on his own and meanwhile he's just like one and a half literally I know you see this is a child a baby like but does he have the drive I'm just not feeling it yet I I just can't see it and like what can I take what steps can I take right now at two years old to set him up for success at 18 yeah i mean it is a thing that's
1: the whole joke where people are like gosh i wish i knew that i need to start um investing yes. when i was three i would have done so it's like yeah i know shame yeah. i would have bought my first house i wish we had known <laughs> i wish we had known but yeah overanalyzing i mean i think that's the thing i think about that too as a parent if i if i were to become a parent mm-hmm. that that would be i think a very hard thing for me yes. to be like I want you to be your own person. I'm not trying to control mm-hmm. you. And I just want to watch what you do. But then also, of course, there's things that I've learned where I'm like, oh, but that's the the way that you want to do this is, is the harder way. Exactly, like, right?
0: Yeah, but that's that's how we learned. So, Parenthood is truly um, like the art of relinquishing power or control. Oh, and for each, And I'm not in a place in my life where I'm ready to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-mm. And you know what? Good for you for knowing that. I'm like, nope.
0: Nope. I, I am not capable of that. Even with people who are not my biological children, even with animals, I'm like, I just, if there's any way to mitigate any type of harm or fear, mm-hmm. you'll do it. But that's living, right? You got to let them live.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like my, I, I think I, I I probably say this and it's like, yeah, that's what I'd like to think. <laughs> I feel like I'd be okay relinquishing control. But what would bother me, I think even more so, is the selflessness of it. I mm. love being able to be selfish, yes. even in my relationship at, at now, because we both know that like sometimes we need to definitely put ourselves first and being selfish yeah. is not a no-no and that's not a bad thing, which I was definitely raised – I wouldn't say it. I was raised by my parents. I feel like society-wise, it was like, don't be selfish. That's bad. And mm-hmm. It's like, no – actually really a healing thing and also a really prosperous thing for yes. other people in my life um but yeah that whole like that because it's a, at the end of the day like it's a child that's trying to literally survive mm-hmm. so I can't just be like no no no, I'm watching golden bachelor they're like yeah but I I need to eat and I also need to use the bathroom and like
0: I can't do either yeah. of those things myself
1: exactly and it's like
0: ugh. The inconvenience. the inconvenience. of this child that I chose to bring into the world. That I chose. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, my choices. Look at
0: that. Yeah, but I, yeah. I totally wholeheartedly agree with you. Like, I think also, like, people, I don't think being selfish is always a negative thing. Like, when people ask me, oh, why are you single? Or, like, why aren't you dating? Or why haven't you found your person? I'm like, you know, I'm in a really selfish phase of my life. And I like Mm -hmm. it that way. And I'm honest about that. I'm not about to pretend that I'm not that selfish right now. Like, I know what my priorities are. And I think it's okay to recognize when you want to put yourself first. It's better than, like, ignoring it and acting otherwise.
1: No, I so agree with that. And I I love that you're honest about it, too. I'm honest about things, like, when, if E.R. and I are in a tiff, that's my boyfriend, if we're in a tiff and – uh, we're going somewhere, or we were going to go to something together. And I'm like, you know what, you're not elevating my vibe right now. <laughs> I i don't want I don't want you to go mm-hmm. respectfully. Thank you. And I'll show up by myself. And instead of being like, Oh, yeah, he was busy, or he's not feeling well. I'm like, you know, we, we weren't getting along. We weren't really seeing eye to eye. Yeah. And I just wanted to do my own thing. They're like, Okay, yeah, that's respectful. And I'm not going to sit there and like, bash my partner. No. But I also think it's good and healthy to be transparent about Mm -hmm. like shit kind of happens and it's not always rainbows and butterflies. And especially it feels like I have some sort of a duty being in a relationship to not just post about everything that is going amazingly in our lives Mm -hmm. or not be transparent with close family and friends. It's not like I'm trying to bash my partner or talk about them behind their back or always bring up any discrepancy we have. It's, it's more like, I, there was a, we were going to celebrate ER's birthday with my family mm-hmm. and I, we had a real rough patch and I, like, it was a couple days up leading up to the dinner that we were going to have with him. And it was just going to be four of us. It wasn't going to be like this huge to do. And I reached out to my family and I was like, Hey, you know, we're, we're really struggling right now. And neither of us want to put on this like fake happy face to save face and go to this dinner. Yeah. So thank you thank you for the dinner, but we're we're just gonna cancel it. And they totally understood. Aww. They weren't like, you know, put off by that or anything. So yeah, I think it's um that not well it, I think what stemmed from that was when you were talking about the selfishness mm-hmm. of it. Oh yeah, the transparency that you provide with people where you're like, Yeah, I'm just feeling yeah like being selfish. It's like I love that.
0: No, and I think that's so important and I think it kinda goes back to what you said in the first episode we recorded where it's like being honest and knowing that you have the right people in your life that can hold space for that honesty, right? Like feeling Mm -hmm. safe enough to be like, hey, we're not up for it. Nothing on you, nothing on our relationship to you. But today we can't show up and be those people. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. I think people also like that transparency is refreshing too, because then people see like real relationships and how they move and thrive and you know, you guys had a rough patch, but that doesn't mean your relationship's over. That doesn't mean either of you are the villain. Like it's just life in action.
1: That's something that I also wish I'd seen more representation of Mm -hmm. is how it, you can have these discrepancies, these rough patches, these arguments, these difficult times in a relationship and that that can be okay, safe, healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean that like you have to find something else. It doesn't mean that something needs to be changed, fixed. It's like uh, more often than not, I would say what's needed is for something to be understood. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like we have to change ourselves for our partner or whatever. And I just, I feel like I never really saw examples of that, that like you can have, cause it, I, I don't want to be misunderstood by this. I'm not trying to say that if a couple is constantly fighting, that that's a safe space <laughs> yeah. and that that's a healthy thing, but it's like, I'll, I'll relate it to relationships with my girlfriends where if there's something that I need to air out with one of my girlfriends, I know that we have a strong enough bond and it's a safe enough relationship that I can air that Out with them. Yes. I'm I'm not going to lose them. That you'll survive
0: whatever disagreement happens.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's what I mean for relationships. Like, I I didn't really see that represented and so w- if he and I were kind of not seeing eye to eye like even with small things like back in the day he really loved country music he still liked <laughs> it but i i was like country music is garbage and it's anyone so who listens to it is garbage and i remember thinking like this is literally back when i was 24 and he was 21 and i remember thinking like is he just maybe not the guy for me and it's like
0: <laughs> can you that's so normal <laughs> though i think that's a thought process that so many you like how irrational was I? <laughs> this is gonna yeah, be the
1: exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh, we don't see eye to eye on everything. So I don't know if this is gonna be yeah. like a person. And it, it's just Yeah, like now being in an actual healthy relationship and one that's become healthy because of how much work we've put into it. It's not like it just magically got yeah. healthy or because we got older, it became healthy. Like, there's a constant uh, pouring into that makes it healthy. But um, and also just like the work that we do for ourselves, you know, wh- aside from being in the relationship, like what do we do individually to help ourselves that reflects on the relationship as well? But yeah, it's just so much, it's so much more that, that, that should be another episode 100%. too. hundred like,
0: percent. I'm already taking notes. I'm like, yes.
1: <laughs> Cause then also I really, I would love to have like a single like you talking about your singlehood and me talking about my relationshiphood. Yes. And yeah, I think that would be really good. Well, we still don't have an outro. We still don't have like questions that we can answer, but we can continue to add or end with a question. This is true. Yeah.
0: What should we ask them? Should we – you know what? You're better with questions than I am.
1: Ooh, I've got it. got um, it. It's already come to me. Mm. So tomorrow, tomorrow is December 1st. Yes. Okay. What – what intention, what vibe, what mood, what, mm. what, we can even go into goal if we wanted to, but like, what are we feeling for the month of December?
0: Month of December. Mm, mine, it's going to come across very basic, but it's celebration, celebrating <clears throat> the year that was, celebrating the people in our life. And like, I think everybody gets caught, like December's going to fly by and people's like social calendars are going to be maxed out. But for me, I want I want to make sure I'm actually celebrating, celebrating with the people Mm. that I love. What about you?
1: That's such a good reminder. That's such a good reminder. Literally, our December already is bananas. I believe
0: you, Danny. You are contrary to what we just spoke about, like wanting to hang out. (laughs) You are a social butterfly.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's like, I've had conversations with girlfriends about this before, where it's like, I feel silly being like, (laughs) there's so many things that we have to go to, like, too many people love us. Yes. So I I definitely, like, don't want to, I hear that, I, I hear that, but I, it is, like. I don't want to say – it's not that I don't want to say no to people. It's like I want to yes. I want to genuinely go hang out. It's 100%. just more like can we take everything that we have in December and spread it out throughout the year? Oh, that, I would it love would that. That would be amazing. Like, all the time to be able to recoup and regenerate mm-hmm. and then go to another thing. So we'll see. I feel like some of these things that we're going to go to, I'll just be like one eye open <laughs> and like sunk in the corner and just be like, I'm here. <laughs>
0: um, I'm, I made it physically mentally emotionally i don't know
1: (laughs) she's gone elsewhere yeah lights are barely even on Mm -hmm. like no one is definitely home but lights are barely (laughs) um gosh for december i with everything that we have what what i was thinking initially was that i just i'm excited to i just want to lean into softness like i want to lean into um feeling comfortable like even with what i'm wearing but also with what i'm doing and and um When I'm out and about and it can kind of get like that uh, holiday craze, I want to provide just like a softness to others as well. So it's like, I feel like there can just be such a hectic energy sometimes Mm -hmm. and I want to just be able to, yeah, just be soft. And then even when I go to all these uh, these parties and everything that we have planned, um, I can sometimes I... Can feel that like I'm. I feel like I need to bring some sort of life to the party, or I need mm-hmm. to host, or I need to help. Like for example, for Thanksgiving, we, my stepmom, she was really busy making all the food, and I know what that's like to be cooking for everybody, mm-hmm. and then also trying to be a host. And it's like, wait, wait, wait I'm trying to not mm-hmm. burn things. I'm also trying to cook things and not give you salmonella. Yeah. Like, there's so many things going on that it's hard to like host as well. Um, so at that at thanksgiving i left feeling a little tired because like i had taken the role of the host and was like is everyone doing okay Mm -hmm. like let me refill your drink and all that and so i'd like to just go to these parties and be soft like not have to worry about like is everybody being taken care of is Mm -hmm. everybody enjoying and having a good time it's like well how am i feeling and how's the person that's next to me having a conversation with me like how are they feeling Mm -hmm. yeah just provide a little
0: little soft i love that i love that and i know you'll be able to do it because that is who you are anyway bringing warmth and light to the people oh my gosh
1: thank you i just love you and appreciate you i love
0: and appreciate you this has been a delight for
1: everybody who is listening regardless of when we um Mm -hmm. publish this i hope your holidays are really lovely and regardless of if it's like the first of december Mm -hmm. or this is in january like whenever you're hearing this podcast i hope that you can take some time to think about how you want to set your month up even if it's the last day like even if it's the 29th yep. of which is what it is right now It's like <laughs> how do you want to end november how do you want to how do you want to go out with a bang so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode
0: i hope you guys do too and i hope you enjoy all the ones that are to come Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Where's Our Intern, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the conversation by following us on Instagram and TikTok at Where's Our Intern Pod. And last but not least, if you really, really enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. It would absolutely make our day. Till next time.